I'm Kat. I'm Aileen. And I'm Carly. And this is Murder, Mystery, and Mac and Cheese. Um, yeah, so I have Stouffer's today. It's to light. So I today, oh, I kept the packaging so I could read it and I don't know where I put it. Oh, here it is. So I have Cracker Barrel. Oh. Macaroni cheese dinner. Cheddar Havarti. Oh. Flavor. Hmm. So you bake this just like you make like an Easy Mac. Yeah. You put it in the microwave. Um, but my problem was... It says in the directions, add water to fill line. Do not overfill. The problem is there was not a single line on this container that said fill. That's some bullshit. I just kind of had to guess and got really stressed because it said do not overfill. And I was like, I was like, what if I set my apartment on fire? But I didn't. And I haven't tried it yet. So it, it is like you, you basically, you cook the pasta. Mm-hmm. And they have a seasoning packet that you add into the water and then you microwave it for four and a half minutes. And then after it comes out, you add this cheese sauce, which basically Ooh. just looks like spray cheese, mm-hmm. but like in a packet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a breadcrumb topping that you put on top. Oh, yum. It looks pretty good, but I haven't Listen, tried it yet. So we have a Cracker Barrel in our town. So if you, whenever you guys come visit, we can go to Cracker Barrel and Alien could get the real life mac and cheese. <laughs> Cheddar. Yeah, they have Better Havarti. I always get the um, chicken and dumplings when I go. Oh. I've never been to Cracker Barrel. It's very like really style, like country food. All right, this is fire. Is it? Oh. Mm-hmm. I always see it and I'm like, oh, Cracker Barrel. Like, I bet that would be good. But I didn't know it had all those fancy, you know, details and add ins. That's. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But also, I haven't eaten since breakfast, so um, my taste buds might be skewed by the fact that I am indeed extremely hungry. But ma'am, ma'am, you need to eat during the day. I know. I meant to, but I forgot. The day got away oh, from me. I see. But I had two coffees, though, so I was kind of vibrating at work, but it's fine. <laughs> Perfect. As the TikTokers would say, uh, the the health whatever guru TikTokers would say iced coffee is not a meal. Four iced coffees is definitely not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's two hot coffees a meal. Yes, <laughs> also, no. so that's what I had today. <laughs> <laughs> so, cat, do you mac and cheese? What? Oh yeah, no, I have the Stouffer's kind. Uh, Sean was like, "Well, what do you want for dinner tonight?" I'm like. Oh, I don't know. Chinese sounds pretty good. And I forgot it was Friday for a solid 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to go get mac and cheese. So he went and got the sushi. (laughs) I took the car when he got back. And then I went and got this so I could warm this up. (sighs) Figured I had a little bit of a pass this week because I was the only one that brought it last week. Yeah, that's true. But I'd Mm -hmm. like to say, I'd like to say my lean cuisine, which always makes me think of that penguin from back in the day when we were kids. Oh my god! Yep. Um, I'd like 
to do a rating and then you guys maybe could rate yours i you know it was good you know my secret i always add a little bit of sharp cheddar to the top as you uh, in between nukes but um (laughs) i'd like to say that was that was i don't i want to be a harsh critic i think that would be like a five or six maybe five and a half that's fair it is lean cuisine not terrible yeah it wasn't, I mean, it was good, but you know, of course I doctored it up a little bit and I love mac mm-hmm. and cheese, so. Um, well, what would I you mean, say, what would you say, Kat? It's Stouffer's, it's always a good, solid choice. Uh, yeah. It's kind of got that, like, more creamy Velveeta-y feel to it, so. Mm. I'd probably give it a solid, like, seven. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think. Mean, Maybe seven and a half. <laughs> so I'm thinking in terms of, you know, if we're thinking out of 10, like obviously like homemade mac and cheese is always going to be like God tier. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But if we're talking in terms of like box mac and cheese, microwavable mac and cheese, like all that kind of stuff, like this is like nine steps beyond like an easy mac. Wow. Nice. So, I'm 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 thinking I'm gonna give this also like seven point five, maybe an eight. Cause it's That's really fair. good. It's good for like microwavable mac and cheese. It's hard, especially because but- it is microwavable mac and cheese. Like you can't mm-hmm. you know. Um like for instance, the mac and cheese so that maybe Sean one got- day I'll make homemade mac and cheese, but <gasps> my mom oh, the makes bacon one. Mm-hmm. Best homemade. She makes like a uh a- a cheesy like roux and then puts it over a fresh penne pasta oh god that oh sounds amazing oh my god sometimes she adds in buffalo chicken <gasps> i love See, buffalo chicken mac and cheese my mom i'm not a mom. big buffalo chicken fan it hurts my stomach really bad oh, oh that's sad like any time i've ever eaten buffalo chicken anything i've either thrown up or gotten like hella nauseous so uh hot take i don't like buffalo chicken or buffalo anything uh don't don't sue me listeners please <laughs> have you guys ever heard of or been to mac daddy's no yeah. you've been there yes me too <laughs> ridiculously expensive but ridiculously yummy so good so basically cat it's like a literally mac and cheese restaurant and they have like maybe like 20 different kinds of mac and cheese yep so they have like buffalo chicken mac and cheese they have lobster mac and cheese they have like praise salad mac and cheese that has like chicken and pesto and tomatoes and mozzarella cheese on it they have pulled pork mac and cheese like it was only 15 minutes from where i grew up so i went there all the time in high school with my friends like that was our place whoa carly's like ridiculous it's no, ridiculous. So good. Like, I grew up in Monroe, so mm-hmm. when it came out, I was like, "Listen, this is ridiculous. This is like opening a candy store for like yep. sugar." This was like it for me. I went. My favorite one is their sloppy Joe mac and cheese. I've never. It had is one. ridiculous. It has all the flavors of the sloppy Joe. It's pretty much like a cheesy sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. You would never think it would like be so banging. It was yeah. it was so good, so good. Hmm. I was I was always back and forth between 
the uh, caprese one i got that a lot mm-hmm. and i also really liked the like big mac one because they had one that had like ground beef in it with like basically big mac sauce and like tomatoes and lettuce and like all that stuff but like in the mac and cheese and it was so good but i also i do like myself a big mac fun fact iced coffee does not keep one hydrated all right aileen i can't wait any longer oh god are you guys ready sure i, I am ready okay so i'm ready to go into full-on hulk mode like rage monster because I want to like, oh Jesus, punch the prick oh, in the face, it. but it's oh, fine. I think I know what we're talking about. Yeah, I think that you know because we talked about it, but I don't think you know any of the details. Okay, are you, are you guys ready? No, but yes, okay. I'm ready. So today we are going to be talking about the case of Chris Watts and the Watts family. Um, I'm sure a lot of People that may or may not be listening to this have heard about this case because it is relatively recent. It happened in 2018, um, and it got a lot of media attention because it's so horrifying, disturbing. And it's, like, bizarre, upsetting. too, right? Like, Yeah. I only watched that documentary on Netflix called mm. uh, uh, it's American, American Murder. American Murder, American, the family yeah. next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm sure – I think that – documentary went pretty like quote-unquote viral on Netflix so I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the yeah. case um, but they don't go into that much detail actually right. in the documentary so you know as always listener discretion advised because <laughs> you know murder and death and all that jazz it's just all so. horrible basically so you know yeah. and as, any children again, listening always- maybe not <laughs> Yeah, but uh, again, as always, we we never mean any disrespect or whatever to any of the families, victims, anything, whatever. Oh, and if there's so, anything like that we get wrong too, like we can, yeah, we can call us correct out. it or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start by talking about Shanann Watts. So mm-hmm. Shanann was born on January tenth, nineteen eighty four, to her parents Frank and Sandra. Rizusik. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I saw that it may have been Rizusik or Rizusik. Is it Polish? So it might be Rizusik. Yeah. So I don't know, but I tried and I'm sorry if I got it wrong. But uh, so she also had one brother named Frankie. So her parents were Frank and Sandra and she has a brother, Frankie. Um, She was born in New Jersey, but grew up in North Carolina. So she spent basically her entire childhood, like up through high school and everything, like being raised in North Carolina. Um, There isn't a lot of information out there about her early life or childhood or really anything before she actually met Chris. Um, But we do know that she was married once before, um, before she met Chris to a man named Leonard Kim. Um, but they got divorced in 2009 and there isn't that much information about that marriage or what happened or what went down or anything. So in 2010, Shanann met Chris Watts and they actually met on Facebook. Um, and Shanann once said in a Facebook live video that she did, um, that he was suggested to her by a friend. Um, and she said in the video, she was like, quote, I'm not interested. I don't want to meet a guy. Bye-bye. Uh, end quote um but a, you know a little while later he actually friend requested her directly and she ended up accepting that 
Um, so, you know, the rest is, is history. They, they eventually, you know, fell in love and they got married on November 3rd, 2012. Um, so before Shanann met Chris, she was diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. And basically because of that disease, she was told that she probably would never have kids. Um, and she said at one point that she met Chris basically in the midst of her dealing with all her health issues. And I think that she was recently diagnosed and dealing with all of that. Um, and Chris accepted her and let her in, um, despite all of her issues. And that was one of the big reasons why they ended up being together. So Chris was an employee of a company called Anadarko Petroleum, which engaged in hydrocarbon exploration, um, which is very sciencey and I don't really get it because that's just not what I do but from what I suspicious see, not how our not how our brains work I guess <laughs> not at all but no from thoughts. what I could tell it's basically like looking in the ground for deposits of carbon from huh. like petroleum and natural gas and stuff Interesting. um again I don't know anything about it so maybe that's wrong but that's what I could find kind of on a surface level of what his company did gotcha um so Shanann and Chris were actually both originally from North Carolina, um, but they moved to Frederick, Colorado in 2013. And uh, luckily for Shanann, and despite all her health issues, um, they were actually able to have two daughters together, Bella, who was born in 2013, and Celeste, who they all called Cece, um, who was born in 2015. Oh my God, they're oh. so freaking cute too. They're so cute. My God, the curls. Oh, literally so adorable. Like, so cute. Their little um, cheeks. Gosh. <laughs> so from 2013 to 2016, so, you know, when they moved to Colorado up until 2016, Shanann was working as a human resource specialist at a Colorado children's hospital. Um, but after she left there in 2016, she actually ended up joining a multi-level marketing company called Lavelle, which markets health and wellness products. Um, so for those of you who don't know what a multi-level marketing company is or an MLM as they're commonly called, it's basically a type of company that's kind of like a Mary Kay where gotcha. you, you buy product and then you sell it to your friends and then you try to get them to recruit them to buy the product and sell it to their friends. Um, and I think we all know that the shape those, those, that those, that sort of yeah. company creates. <laughs> So I have a question. So <laughs> yes, Carly, what is your question? What happens if you don't have any friends? <laughs> then I Solid guess question. that you probably <laughs> probably shouldn't be a part of an MLM. <laughs> um, like, oh, would you like to be a part of this? Will you let your friends know? Sorry, I don't have friends. Yeah, okay, well, agreed. Maybe next time. <laughs> you guys want to buy my Mary Kay products? If you say no, that's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so regardless of the company or, or whatever the structure is, but um, Shanann was apparently very, very good at this job and she was really successful at it. So because of this being basically, it was her full-time job um, working for Lavelle. She basically put her whole life on Facebook and she would go live on Facebook all the time and, you know, talk about her products, but also talk about her life and kind of that kind of stuff to sort of build you know, you need to build a personal relationship with people if you want them to like believe in you and buy your stuff, right? So 
Um, Chris would sometimes make an appearance in her videos if she was talking about her kids or whatever, like just chilling at home. Um, but he would always seem a little bit more on the shy side, um, which was a total contrast from Shanann because she was, you know, bubbly and enthusiastic and all of that stuff. And she she basically had the perfect personality to be doing a job like this, like selling stuff. And I remember in the documentary too, just she was always smiling and always had something like mm-hmm. exciting to say. I don't know. Like she always, she, she was one of those people seems... that like when you, when you, when she spoke, you just felt like you had to listen to what she had to say. She just yeah. had that kind of infectious personality that yeah, I think, she just, you know, she's one of those people that you talk to and you're like, Oh, I can be outgoing too. Like, wow. Let's be friends. <laughs> yep. Agreed with that. Agree with that. Uh, she just looks so Ugh. genuine and nice like I know she did look like a really sweet person and in the documentary they show a lot of actual clips of yeah. her Facebook lives and stuff so um, if you kind of want to see more of what we're talking about definitely check out the documentary on Netflix um, so basically on most accounts from surface level you know outside perspective most people would have said that Shanann and Chris had a really great marriage um, you know almost perfect Um so on June 11th, 2018, Shanann revealed to Chris in a Facebook Live video that she was pregnant again with their third child um, that they would let her find out was a boy and they decided to name him Nico. So that was June 11th, 2018. Um, so it's believed at some point in the next few weeks, um, Chris actually began having an affair with a woman that he worked with whose name is Nicole Kessinger. Um, and Nicole said at mm. one point that they began seriously, quote unquote, seriously dating at the end of June of 2018. So again, some, some point between when Shanann told Chris that she was pregnant and the end of June. This timeline actually makes sense because Shanann actually took their two daughters to North Carolina um, for a vacation to visit both of their families. Um, and they were gone for five weeks while Chris stayed at home to work. Um, and Shanann left for this vacation on June 27th, 2018. So a lot of people speculate that at some point before that, their marriage was already having some problems, um, just because voluntarily spending five weeks away from your husband is not really what a lot of people do if, you know, everything is hunky-dory. Like, yeah, you get annoyed with your spouse sometimes, but like, if I can't go five weeks without seeing him. Like doing the long distance thing was trash. Yeah. And like, you're married at that point. You have kids, you already live together. Like it's just a lot Um, for most people that, you know, seem to be in a happy relationship. So basically while they were on this vacation, things just kind of started really going south um, between them, you know, probably because Chris was being a little, you know, shithead. Yes, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) So apparently Chris started being really distant to Shanann during this whole time. Um, And they they had a text message conversation um, on July 10th, 2018. So this was, you know, 10 days, maybe a little over after Shanann left. Um, So Shanann said to Chris, you okay? It's like, you don't want to talk. I kept trying to talk and I had to dig it out of you. And Chris replied, I'm fine, baby. The last few days at work have put a lot of responsibility on me with new people. I didn't seem mean. I didn't mean to seem short, boo. I love you to the moon and back. 
with like a heart and a kissy face. And Shanann responded to that and said, I miss you. And I feel like you just want to work out and run. And Chris said that helps him helps to clear his head and it's a way to free it all. And Shanann mm-hmm. said in response to that, I wish my husband wanted to talk to me. Aww. So that's kind of like the first evidence of tension between them. So that was July 10th. Um, I keep saying dates because the timeline is kind of important yeah, um, right. to kind of see how fast this kind of all went down. So remember on Ju- June 11th, she told Chris that she was pregnant again and he mm. was seemingly happy about this. Um, and apparently I saw that he entered Nicole Kessinger's contact information into his phone on June 14th. Huh. So that's presumably that's when, they, when they met slash maybe started talking. And I remember, like, seeing that video, too. Like, I watched that video because... Um, it's I in mean, the documentary. You, yeah, it's in the documentary. And when you told me you were doing this, I kind of did a little bit of, like, research digging. Just a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but uh, he, like... I don't know. I th- someone else said it, too. Like, I don't remember what podcast or what... Whatever. But he didn't seem genuinely excited. Like, he was kind of like, oh yeah (laughs) he seemed kind of like taken aback but he also didn't seem like straight out unhappy about it yeah it was weird though like Mm -hmm. but I mean it was also on Facebook live so he probably knew that and he probably was like I can't be like well fuck that I don't want another kid on Facebook live I don't know I just felt off to me yeah, it's, it's definitely weird, but he yeah. also was weird. And like I said, he did kind of come off as like shy and kind of weird sometimes in her Facebook lives. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, as someone exactly. who personally is hella awkward at all times, <laughs> can't fault him for that. But like, but if she I knew him know. so well, if she knew him so well, and that he did get a little nervous and a little shy on Facebook lives, why would she present? her third pregnancy online I think that's what a lot of people say that like why did she record everything why did she put everything on Facebook but that was just like her lifestyle um and like I said before she she just really tried to keep like a personal relationship with people as part of her Mm -hmm. you know business strategy so I mean what's more personal than people being there when you tell your husband that you're pregnant especially after it's already basically a miracle that they have two kids and now she can maybe have a third um so back to the timeline so July 10th was that conversation that um I read to you guys that they had over text um that kind of showed the tension So on July 14th, Chris and Nicole went on a date to a car museum. And during that kind of date time, uh, Chris missed four calls from Shanish. So clearly, I mean, if I was her, I would be pretty pissed. You know, she missed too, because she's like, I called you four times. And obviously he's not going to answer because he's with the lady that he's having an affair with. But like, listen, even he doesn't know that calling four times is a very valid reason. Like if you're husband is like crazy distant and you're like you're not answering and we're away from you like what? Mm-hmm. like I'd be like mm-hmm. can you just fucking answer me like thanks yeah I would be oh I can't even imagine what she was feeling this poor woman I know so after that Chris and Nicole kind of started spending more time together like 
he would stay at her house and she would come to their house and then they started exchanging um some risque photos nudes nudes yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, nudes I, not I, to I, be I, confused with noodles like next yeah and ood nudes no, not those kinds yes, of nudes no the bad nudes the inappropriate nudes of your no uh, not the cheesy nudes come on Damn, uh, it's upsetting so he basically had this like fake photo app on his phone that looked like a calculator and you would like mm. click into it and you had to put in a password and that's how you would see the pictures so Bitch. he would transfer all of the nudes to his calculator app um and like delete them from the camera roll or whatever i hate him already so this is like the week and days surrounding july 14th so on july 31st Chris flew down to North Carolina to spend the last week of the vacation together as a family. And that was part of the plan. Um, Shanann and the kids went for five weeks and then Chris was supposed to fly down for the last week. Um, and they would all spend time together with both of their families and then they would all fly back together. So that was always part of the plan. Um, apparently before he left for this part of the vacation, he actually left Nicole like a love letter, which is just like, ugh. Why are like you that, like this, what sir? A scumbag. Literally. So, according to Shanann's texts, like there are a lot of there's a lot of documentation of her texts with like Chris and with her friends, um, and according to those texts um, that she was sending to her friends, like he was being very cold to her, um, and he was not acting like himself. And um, there was a lot of tension between Shanann and Chris um, because Chris's parents exposed their daughter Cece to nuts even though she was allergic to nuts um so Shanann kind of like flipped out like understandably I mean you know why would you yeah. put my daughter and your granddaughter in danger you know she's allergic to nuts um and Shanann felt like Chris didn't stand up for her when she basically flipped out on his parents um Alan. so this is an excerpt of a text that she sent to Chris um that at some point in the week that Chris was with I don't actually know for a hundred percent certainty when the time frame of this text message is. I don't know if this happened before Chris came or if it happened while he was there. Um, I just don't know for exact certainty. I think it was while he was there. Um, but I also don't know. It's a really long text and like you can find all of these texts like anywhere that you look if you're interested in reading um, more of that. So this is the, this is an excerpt that kind of is just, you, you can see based on this, how upset and hurt Shanann is. So she said, quote, from the day I left, you never said I missed you before I said it. Something changed when I left. You may be happier alone and that's fine. You can be alone. This pregnancy, you have failed to acknowledge it or to acknowledge how I'm feeling. The first trimester is the scariest and most dangerous, yet we can lose this baby at any point till delivery. I'm not going to be treated this way for having the balls to protect our family and kids. I should get a gold ducking medal for handling it the way I did. End quote. Yeah. So like, you can just fucker. you can just tell based on her tone how upset and hurt she is that yeah. he didn't stand up for her and that Absolutely. she feels like he's not supporting her through her pregnancy. I I would be ready to throw hands like yeah listen absolutely. sir you helped this okay so don't be shitty and don't act like we're not still your family. Mm -hmm. 
So obviously you can tell that Shanann kind of knows something is up at this point yeah. just because of kind of just his behavior. 180 that he did yeah. when she left. Um, because basically as far as I can tell, they, Shanann at least thought everything was normal between them. Yeah. Before she left to go on this vacation. So at some point, I don't know if this was while he was there. It was some point during this, you know, five to six week span. Chris told Shanann that he didn't actually want the baby and was happy with the two kids and didn't want another one. Um, So naturally that made Shanann very upset because like she's already pregnant. And he originally said that he wanted another kid. Um, So, I mean, it's kind of a little too, too little too too late. Um, And so he basically told her also that he didn't want to be together anymore and that he wanted to like separate and get divorced and whatever. And Shanann was like, I'm not giving up on our family like that. And she suggested they go to counseling and Chris just like quickly rejected that whole idea. Um, it's not a out of the realm of normalcy like no he's especially if this has all happened in like six weeks like when they were fine and now he's saying he wants a divorce sir stop thinking with your dick okay (laughs) i just knocked over my magic cheese bowl (laughs) no (laughs) it's fine it was empty okay uh (sighs) yeah stop thinking with your dick stop looking for the next hot thing and think about your goddamn family so i know i feel so hurt for her yeah. just because she do- she doesn't know that he's having an affair she doesn't know what's going on and he's just being a piece of shit and doing whatever he wants and you know not really thinking about anybody else's feelings besides his own so basically he's being a twat exactly okay. that the technical term for acting like that is being a twat mm-hmm. so after all of this you know the family comes home from their vacation um and at some point chris goes with shanann to an ultrasound um and she says this is based on a conversation a text conversation she had with one of her friends that he apparently was so cold to her at this ultrasound and wouldn't even like hold her hand or support her in any way that she decided to cancel the gender reveal party that they planned because like i can't i can't celebrate this when he's not supporting me christopher that is dumb bitch behavior Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't so. act like cat. <gasps> rude. Oh, no. That's fucking rude. Shots can I introduce? Her? I gotta. I... I gotta go. My Uber is here. I gotta go. I'm gonna interrupt for a second and tell a joke. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's gonna, let's, I'm let's break the, the tension. I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Is this a mac and cheese joke? Yeah. Of course. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> all right so what do you call mac and cheese that gets all up in your face mac and cheese that gets all up in your face yeah what do you call mac and cheese that gets all up in your face i don't know carly what do you call it a snickers that just fell out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> Too co- too close for comfort food. Food. <laughs> oh god. That was terrible. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I wish <laughs> I did, actually. Does that make you the dad friend? 
of this group because you just told a very terrible dad joke. I, yes. okay, listen, listen. I love dad jokes. Oh, me too. Dad jokes are awesome. Doesn't make them any less terrible. Oh, no, Here's they're terrible. Joke. I know. Here's a joke by Kraft Mac and Cheese itself. Uh, Ooh. Oh. Professional oh. joke. Professional joke. Sponsored. What's... I wish. Kraft, sponsor us. Don't, don't come for us yet, Kraft. Sponsor us, but don't sue us. What's the quickest way to get a noodle's attention? Start microwaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that was good. That was a good one. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Oh my god. All these people are going to think that our sense of hum- senses of humor are totally broken. Yeah. Because, like, that's not funny, but it's actually hysterical. My <laughs> sense of humor has gone to shit. I don't... I'm very open about this, so... Have you seen anybody... those TikToks where it's, like, you know 2020... The bread falls it's... over. Or <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just, like, you know, you know 2020 broke your sense of humor because you're going to laugh at this waffle falling over. And then it, like, sits there for a minute time. and it goes... And then it goes... <laughs> And you're like, <laughs> it's right in the giggle dick. In the giggle dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Marbles, TM, sorry. Just, uh, I stole your I stole yes. her. Jenna, my Love queen. you, Jenna. Come back, please. I miss her. Back into Operate. the murder. Oh, spoilers. So, Aileen! <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Shanann cancels the gender reveal party. And she is telling her friend that she's just going to have one of her other friends, like, tell her what the gender is because she doesn't feel in the mood to kind of have a party about it. So she says this to her friend on August 9th, 2018. So she told Chris she was pregnant on June 11th. Did I say 2019? Yeah. I meant 2018. Yeah. So she tells Chris she's pregnant on June 11th, 2018. And she cancels the gender reveal party on August 9th, 2018. So we're talking like a little over a month, almost two months of this kind of all just going downhill. So on that same day, Shanann had to leave on a business trip. She traveled a lot with her job uh, and they had to go. She had to go to Arizona. Um, So before she left for her business trip, she wrote Chris a handwritten note. Um, And you can find the full note online um if you're interested in reading the whole thing um but this is like the first part of it but it is really sweet i know it's a handwritten note but like listen to what she wrote it just it hurts hurts my heart so she says my dearest chris i don't know where to begin i am so lost for words i can't even explain how hard this pain is the last five weeks have been the hardest i missed everything about you I missed your morning breath, your touch, your lips slash kisses. I missed holding you. I missed smelling you in the sheets. I missed talking to you in person. I missed watching you laugh and play with the kids that I love so much about you or that I love so much about you. I missed watching you laugh and play with the kids that I love so much about you. I missed seeing you naked and on top of me making love to me. OMG. I missed having you around when I felt alone and upset. 
I just flat out missed the hell out of you. We haven't been away from each other that long since 2012. I really don't know how we, quote, fell out of compatibility, which is apparently a phrase, side note, that Chris used to her when talking about how he wanted to end things. He apparently said they fell out of compatibility, which is why she used quotes in her letter. Mm. So... She said, I really don't know how we fell out of compatibility or if that is someone else's words. The only thing that changed this month was everything going down with your family. I can't change what happened, but I can try to work things out with you with them. But there has to be a mutual respect for everyone. I definitely deserve an apology because of Celeste. I can suck up her going against everything I said to our kids, but our daughter's life. And then it goes on to the next page, which I didn't save. So <laughs> that's kind yeah. of just that. That's the beginning of her letter. So it's just like it. Aww. She missed him so much, and you can tell yeah. how much she loved him, and how she was just hurt by how everything was going down between them. And remember, this is a full-on handwritten note that right. she left for him when she left for her business trip. So Shanann leaves for Arizona and one day while she was gone Chris literally hired a babysitter to watch the kids and took Nicole out to dinner Ugh. bitch Ugh. physically bitch. fight my face physically fight me so Shanann got home from her business trip at about 2 a.m on August 13th 2018 so she left on August 9th um, and she came back on August 13th. And there's um, surveillance footage from a neighbor's camera that confirms that that is when she got home. And you so can she was see her cute belly, too. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh. Like, there's just there's video footage of her getting back home at 2 a.m. So we know exactly that that's when she got home. Um, so she was dropped off by her friend and co-worker, Nicole. This is Different. a good Nicole, not Different bad Nicole, Nicole. <laughs> the mistress. So... Um, by 1 p.m. on August 13th, so like not even 12 hours later, good Nicole hadn't heard from Shanann, which really worried her because good Nicole knew she hadn't been feeling well and was supposed to have a doctor's appointment that morning. Um, so she had like, you know, texted her and said, you know, how are you feeling? How did the doctor's appointment go? Like, blah, blah, blah. And radio silence. So Nicole knew that that just wasn't like her at all. You know, she always had her phone on her because, you know, her phone and Facebook and social media and everything was like her life. So Nicole knew something was wrong. It was just like, oh, she is such a good friend because she literally just followed her every instinct. But you'll see, you'll see how that pans out. So she's suspicious that she hasn't heard from Shanann and goes to the Watts's home and Chris was out at work. So he wasn't home. Um, but she looked in the garage and she saw that Shanann's car was in there and she could see the car seats in the car. So she knew that Shanann didn't leave and not with the, and she wasn't with the kids. At least they didn't leave in the car. Mm-hmm. So at that point she just knew that something was wrong and she called the police. Um, and, the police couldn't like go into the house without permission from Chris. So they called Chris and basically were like, so, you know, your wife's friend is here and she's concerned. She hasn't heard from her. Like, do you know where she is kind of thing? And Chris told them that Shanann had said she was taking the girls to a friend's house, um, but he didn't know where exactly they were. So basically the police were like, 
can we check out your house? And so he was like, yeah, okay. And he comes home from work um, and Chris and the police officer and Nicole um, all go into the house and just kind of start looking around. So they look through the whole house. They find Shanann's phone, wedding ring, purse, like all of her important things in the house. I have a question. Wouldn't he know when she was supposed to have doctor's appointments for the baby? Like at the very minimum, wouldn't he be like- Mm. You'd think. At least but he also yeah. probably didn't give a fuck. I, Correct. Twat behavior. That's dumb bitch twat behavior. Yes. So, because <laughs> apparently, according to Shanann, he didn't seem like he gave a fuck. So, so Ooh, I'm already they, getting riled up. Like, <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> so, they go into the house um, and the documentary, which again, uh, nope. An American Murder, The Family Next Door. Um, shows all of the like first person like body cam police footage from them going through the house and Chris is like surprised that he finds her phone there surprised that he finds her wedding ring like oh my god she would never go anywhere without her phone this is crazy Um, and then the Watts's neighbor who had the security camera that I mentioned before um, invited them all into his house to watch the security camera so they could kind of see um, what was going on and that security camera didn't have a direct view of the house um but you could see the watts's driveway um from that angle so you see that at no point between when shenan got home at 2 a.m and at the moment when they viewed the footage no car ever left their garage so basically chris saying that shenan took the kids to a friend's house was just not true because the car never left Hmm. so now all three people shanann bella and celeste uh, they're all missing and so this all happened remember on august 13th so on august 14th uh chris goes on the news and basically does a press conference and pleads for them to come home you know please come home if someone took them please bring them back you know he's acting like this hurt sad husband and father who has no idea where his family is and just wants them back you know like he gets like emotional in the press conferences like you can you can find all of these videos online of him you know doing his press conference and pleading for their safe return so that whole uh grieving husband thing um unraveled really quickly because by august 15th literally the next day they the police had already found out that chris had a mistress he goes on the news press conference on august 14th which is the day after everybody realizes that shanann bella and celeste are missing so august 13th they're missing august 14th chris goes on the news august 15th the police discover that chris has a mistress and the same day he failed a polygraph test um, when he was questioned about his family's disappearance i remember laughing really inappropriately hard at uh that footage from the police station because the yep. that did the female detective what was her name I don't remember. I don't remember her name, but we'll she's really get back on that. But she was like, it would be really stupid for you to be in here taking a polygraph test right now if you had anything to if do you had with anything this. to do with it. You would be basically she's like, you would be a fucking moron if you took a polygraph test and you had something to do with it because we're gonna find out. But right. he agrees to take the polygraph anyway. <laughs> he naturally fails it. <laughs> fucking moron. So 
Like, I don't know if he thought he could just like fake fake it. Fake it. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, freaking oh, and then she was like oh you need to calm down your breathing he's <laughs> freaking the fuck out because he's an idiot so guilty okay Sir. so already august 15th he fails the polygraph tests and at this point he confesses to killing shanann and burying her in a shallow grave at and burying her in a shallow grave at one of his um oil sites that he worked at um for work Wait, so I can't remember. Did he outright admit to it? So he admits to killing Shanann. Okay. Um, but he claims at this point that um, Shanann found out he was having an affair and in a fit of rage killed her daughters. And so he killed her because she killed his daughters. That makes none sense. Wow. What a... So, she, right. she she apparently kills the kids and this triggers him into killing her because she killed the kids because yeah uh, that's what you do when you find that's easy to blame her you're yeah she can't even like defend uh. herself like so try. this is the story that he sticks by for a really long time that he says shanann killed the kids and so i killed shanann because of that so that same day, he confesses he was arrested on suspicion of three first-degree murder charges and three charges of tampering with a deceased human body um, okay. because he obviously disposed of all the bodies. So on August 16th, the next day, um, they found Shanann's body exactly where Chris said it was, um, buried in a shallow grave. Crash. And then they found the bodies of Bella and Cece in two separate oil tanks. Um, on the same site can i physically fight this man i know can i can apparently I... when when they like took the bodies out like it had been okay. a few days at this point oh. right that they had been in there and apparently just like all of their skin was gone oh god like oh the first responders that were like part of this were just like saying how traumatic it was because yeah. it's just so aggressive and god upsetting honestly they found the bodies um and chris was arraigned on august 21st so at this point chris is still standing by his original story that shanann killed his daughters um and up until november 6th 2018 he kept that same story but on that day he pled guilty to all nine charges against him so November 6th was the first time he ever kind of admitted to having some involvement with the daughters, with the death of his daughters. So he has nine charges against him. It's five murder charges, um, one for Shanann, one for Bella, and one for Cece, um, but two additional counts were added since the children were under the age of 12. Didn't they put a count in for Nico too? Yes. Yeah. So it's five murder. It's five murder charges, three counts of tampering with a deceased human body, and one account, one count of unlawful termination of a pregnancy, um, because Shanann was pregnant, obviously, and the the baby also did not survive um, the attack. The worst human being. So November sixth is when he pleads guilty, and on November nineteenth. Chris Watts was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Yes, and bitch. Uh, Holy shit. He goes to jail and he's a fucking piece of shit. We all know this. Mm-hmm. So he goes to jail um, and that's 
when he was sentenced on November 19th, 2018. So on February 18th, 2019. So a few months later, he has a conversation with investigators. Um, and he finally tells the whole story. Yeah, because you got three fucking consecutive life sentences, you piece of human excrement. Like, damn. Oh. So remember that this is all from Chris's perspective. And because Shanann and the girls are not around to show their side, it's possible that none of this is true. But this is what he said happened. So Shanann got home that morning at 2 a.m., which we know. um, And apparently she initiated sex with them um when she got home and then he went then they went to sleep um they woke up later in the morning um I think it's around like five or six like whenever Chris like normally would get up to go to work um and they got into an argument and at some point in this argument I don't know exactly what the argument was about um but at some point Shanann accused him of cheating which of course of of course of course he was because he's a piece of shit um, but this accusation caused him to quote unquote snap and he strangled her. So the commotion of the fight and subsequent strangulation uh, woke up four-year-old Bella who walked into the room um, oh. and basically said to him, what's wrong with mommy? Great. Oh God. Thanks. I hate it. Okay. Buckle up everyone. Wait, oh, Carly, mac and cheese joke, please. We yeah, please, God. Oh, please, God. Wait, well, guys, his name is now officially Chris Twats. Ah. Yes, <laughs> there it is. So, guys, just doing a little bit of research. Here's okay. your little, uh, what the you fuck know, are you doing, crackhead? According to my box of mac and cheese, I'm a family of four. It's a fun fact. Yep. Uh, I am also fact. a family of four. <laughs> There's how literally no it? mac and cheese in that box. Like how how are you supposed it's to split that into four servings? It's, it's so one easy bowl. to eat the whole box. Yeah, it's you one, get one. You get one spoonful for you. You get one spoonful for you. you Please, get sir, may I have some you. more? And the rest <laughs> is for me. Get in my belly. Oh God. So we should get together this summer on july 14th and um make homemade mac and cheese because that's national mac and cheese day in america fuck yes yes Yes. hell yeah and july 14th july 14th (laughs) (laughs) so in hopes that we live long lives in honor of lunar new year today yes i'd like to share with you that people who celebrate lunar new years believe that having a dish of long noodles at their full moon dinner which Mm -hmm. is at the end of their celebration will ensure a long and healthy life for the next year i want to live forever so So what happens if for dinner i ate really short noodles (laughs) bye-bye i'll be dead tomorrow guys this has been fun yeah it's been real it's been real we'll talk about actually i'm getting covid tested tomorrow Ah. ouch as uh that was sprung on me today. That is part of my work duties because I'm going to be too close to the team. I have to get tested. Uh, so um, literally I was on my way home from work today. It's like 5.30 and one of my coworkers calls me and I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, did anybody tell you you're getting tested tomorrow? And I was like, uh, n- no. 
And he was like, oh, well, you're getting tested tomorrow. And I was like, okay, cool. So maybe I'll have COVID. Okay, I don't know. Well, I've never been tested before. Have either of you guys? Tried- yes. Yeah. It's actually it's, not too bad. It's not bad. Um, I did one where they swabbed it for me, but I mean, I'm not super sensitive when it comes to invading my sinuses like that. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the other one I did myself, it was just like here. So it wasn't. Yeah, like, we're it was, ju- it was we're a drive like, one. Yeah, we're doing like a drive up rapid test. So I apparently have to pull in, get my nose swabbed and then like pull over and sit in my car for 15 minutes and wait for them to tell me yeah. if it's negative and I literally literally said this to the person who called me I was like what happens if it's positive like then what happens and he was like well then you get to go home because you're not coming in and I was like but like does everybody have to go home like I've literally been in the office every single day like correct the smart thing well yeah if I'm positive like that's that you're kind of a red flag I mean I don't I don't think I am but like but you never know. Some people don't show symptoms, really. I know. I it's have true. anxiety about it, but it's fine. Um, yeah, no. Well, they shouldn't just you'll know it. tomorrow. <laughs> I know. So what did, what happened next? Okay. So Bella walks into the room. Um, and apparently at this point, Chris wraps Shanann's body in a sheet um, and brings it out to his truck. So you can see on the neighbor's security camera him take his work truck, which he normally parked on the street, because apparently it like leaked oil or something, and Shanann didn't like it leaking on the driveway. So you hear him, you see him, sorry, take his work truck and back it up to the garage. Um, and then you see him like go into the house and come out. Um, and you can't see him holding anything or like you can't see what he's doing, but it's odd in and of itself that he backs his work truck up to the garage. Doesn't the neighbor so. say as much too? Yes. Like in the documentary, mm-hmm. doesn't the neighbor say he's acting weird? Yeah. Okay. He said he literally said that to the cop. Like, yeah. Chris, like I think they tell Chris he can go home, and like the neighbor stays and talks to the cop, and he yeah. was like, "This dude never talks this much. Like he's acting really weird. Like I, Plus. I've never seen him act like this before. This is one of the most disturbing parts. So, Ugh. <sighs> he wraps Shanann's body in a sheet and puts it in his truck, right? So he takes his girls and puts them in the truck with him and their mother's dead body and drives out to this oil site. And then when they get there, he smothers both the girls with a blanket and dumps them in the oil tanks and then buries Shanann. Why did he bury Shanann and not the girls too? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. I don't know. Do you know <laughs> that if you bury a single noodle, it'll make a noodle plant? Oh, my God. Is that true? Wow. No, Aileen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have seeds. I was going to say, I don't think noodles oh, come from plants. Okay, so something... <sighs> So that's his, that's Chris's account of what happened. Um, And again, taken with a grain of salt because it's all from him with no verification. So something so creepy that I saw is that apparently um, after disposing of the bodies of his family, he looked up the lyrics to a song called Battery by Metallica. And the, this is a, a section of the lyrics Smashing Uh-oh. through the boundaries, lunacy has found me. Cannot stop the battery. Pounding out aggression turns into obsession. 
cannot kill the battery, cannot kill the family. Oh, God. Nope. I have chills all over my body. So apparently there's evidence of him, like, looking up those lyrics. And he said apparently it's because Bad Nicole said that she liked the song and that's why he looked it up. And he he denies looking it up, like, basically right after he got rid of his family. But there's no confirmation either side of the story. But Horton here's a bitch-ass liar. (sighs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Call up Dr. Seuss. So one thing that is kind of unknown um, is whether or not Nicole Kessinger actually had any involvement um, with the murders or like the disposal of the bodies at all. Like apparently she was like looking up some real sketchy like shit on the internet. Um, And so she did an interview on November 5th, November 15th, 2018 with the Denver Post. Um, And when she did that interview, she basically said that like she had no idea what kind of person Chris was, that he basically lied to her about everything. And he told her that he was leaving Shanann um, and he never told her that Shanann was pregnant. Like apparently it was lie after lie after lie according to this interview that she did. Um, It seems like he's a really good liar though so Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have a hard time believing that she was like what the fuck a lot of people think he's like the polio though (laughs) bitch I mean that was the dumbest thing you could have done like let's be honest here oh well I did find out um, I, I saw like an article or something just now but it said that Chris buried Shanann because he couldn't fit her in the oil drum. Uh, that's why. Fucking not a loss. Like that is just garbage. I know. A a lot of people think that he's actually like a verifiable sociopath. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would believe that in a heartbeat. Like that's your go-to to to getting rid of your family. That's your go-to. You become a family annihilator in an instant. And it all happened so fast. I like, mean, in the I remember in the documentary her telling TV. him that she was pregnant with their third child and seemingly everything was fine to his entire family being dead was at a little hands. over two months. How can you look at your four-year-old and your three-year-old and cold-blooded murder? Like, how could you do that? And I saw, I remember hearing in the, in the, um, the documentary too it just stuck out to me for some reason is that shanann's dad was like there were no defensive wounds on him there were no scratches there was nothing on him to indicate that she fought back which she would have fought back so he obviously i mean this is my theory i think he totally smothered her in her sleep because otherwise like anybody who is fighting to breathe will fight to claw off and get out of that situation anybody just as a natural instinct to stay alive so how come he wasn't all scratched up and clawed up or didn't have a black eye or didn't have bruises anywhere like my opinion this is all just allegedly my thinking is that he smothered her while she was sleeping which is trash he said that she initiated sex which makes it sound like he was trying to cover up the fact that maybe if they found uh, DNA inside of her that he may have raped her before strangling her. I wouldn't put it past him. It's possible. I was thinking that too. 
Like it, like I remember watching oh. the documentary. It's okay. It's a really good documentary. It is. Because, it's really like good. I said, it, it uses like firsthand footage of everything, like the body cam footage from when they're searching the house. The Carly, you should footage. watch it if you're if you're interested in learning a little bit or more if about you're not it. Gonna, if you're not mm-hmm. gonna rage fling your computer out the window, I don't. I don't think it's that long. Isn't it like no. an hour and a half? I've actually already watched it like two more times just because it is so like. I watched it once because I remember hearing about the story like when it first happened, but I didn't I didn't know all the details behind it. I just remember talking to my mom and her being like, there are these mom and two girls that are missing in Colorado. It's really sad and whatever. And then literally, like I said, literally two days later, they found out that he killed them. Yeah, I remember when the search was happening. I was like, oh, oh and my mom was like that. Basically, my mom was like that loser killed them all. Like literally, if you are going to try and separate from your wife do it the normal way that normal people do just get a mm. divorce it's not normal like every, everybody everybody that you talk to about it is like how do you okay so he's having an affair maybe he likes this girl better maybe he wants to leave his wife like why is your solution to just kill them all don't become a family annihilator like that like that's like, what that just... is so because then you'll never be with the other person so you're just gonna go to prison forever yeah so it was the normal way like obviously he's a sociopath yeah Um, so the the documentary basically makes nicole kessinger like the woman that he's having an affair with um out to kind of be like an innocent like almost kind of like part of the victim in the situation like she was manipulated by him she was you know which i I believe believe that she was but there's a lot of like theories out there that um she knows more about the story then she lets on that maybe she was more involved or maybe he confided um, in her or something right that, i remember uh, in again back to the documentary <laughs> the cops were like well did you say anything like the kids are a problem like did you give him any inclination that this was where you wanted it to go and she's like no <laughs> uh no <laughs> i had no idea he was gonna do that like i don't know I feel, I mean, I personally, my personal opinion is that I don't think she really knew because he was a master manipulator and a master liar. And if you're a sociopath and you're going to do something like that, you're going to do something like that. And you're going to know how to do it without uh, consequence for the most part. Oh, and the documentary too, they show a video. I forget which daughter it is. I think it might be Bella. And there's a video of her in the car. That's she's like singing a song about how much she loves her dad. Her daddy is her hero, or something like that. It's so sad. And people freaking write him love letters in prison. Oh, they sent him. They sent him nudes. They sent him physical nudes. Like ew. They're like you're so. Like what is wrong with you? Oh. I'm just glad that he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Three was Absolutely. it three consecutive three life sentences? Consecutive life sentences. Okay. How do you feel now, you idiot? Speaking of life sentences, yes, I always see on TikTok people claim that a life sentence is 25 years and not yeah. actually life. However, I always get confused by this, and so I looked it up, and apparently, life. Life means different things depending on whether or not you're eligible for parole. Yes. So a life okay. sentence really means like life in prison. But if you have the possibility of parole, it means that you can get let out at, at some specified amount of time, whether it's 15, 20, 25, 40 years. Yeah. 
but then there's also life in prison without the possibility of parole which means which you're means you're there for life yeah um and then people are like well why do you have multiple consecutive life sentences um like what does that have to like what's the point of that if you're already in prison for life um and I was reading an article about it that says that the point of it or the strategy behind it, I guess, is like, if, if for some reason for, if you are convicted of like three consecutive life sentences, but you're eligible for parole after 20 years, like it's 20 years for each life sentence. So you really can't get out until 60 years. So that means that he can't appeal anything, right? Um, I think he could technically still appeal. I don't think there's any rules about when you can or can't appeal. But like, you obviously have to have a valid reason for appealing, like whether there was inadmissible evidence or the jury was biased or whatever. But, um, and then you'll be sentenced to consecutive life sentences is like on the off chance that like one of those sentences somehow gets reversed like you're, you're still, still you're still for fucked life. for life yeah yeah so which it's like, he far and beyond deserves <laughs> so yeah i mean oh, beyond so i mean it doesn't matter in his case because he's not eligible for parole and his fucking conviction is not going to get overturned so because he admitted it like yeah he still a confession guilty. yeah he pled guilty so it's not he didn't even have a trial so there's nothing for him to appeal he's the human equivalent of a hemorrhoid I think it's worse than a hemorrhoid, though. Way worse. A hemorrhoid is really just, like, an inconvenience. A pubic ingrown hair. In your asshole. In your asshole. Oh, my God. That's what he is. Can't just murder your innocent family for no reason and not be expected to be called. And it's so sad, too, because, like, humanity. Shanann still loved him and she yeah. wanted to make it work and she wanted to fight so hard for their family you can just tell that and she- his behavior and his I mean this that poor woman she wanted to try everything for the family especially with a new baby on the way like even if he didn't mm. necessarily want it or feel excited about it it's still your child so like man up and just ugh, it makes me so mad Ooh. Ugh, there are so many videos on this case though like you get sucked into it's really bad and like everything says like different details like in the documentary they show so many clips of more like text conversations of her facebook lives of like you kind of almost get like a play-by-play of everything she's telling her friends about like i kind of gave a general overview but you kind of get a play-by-play of everything she's telling her friends about how upset she is and how bad he's being to her and all this stuff Oh, I remember also hearing, too, that when, I mean, I saw the wedding photo, which, by the way, she looked gorgeous. Yes, uh, she did. It's like a fucking princess. But he was, like, a little hefty. Like, he was a little little chonky. And then mm-hmm. she's like, he lost fucking weight, and he's lost it for somebody else. Like. Yeah. Well, apparently mm-hmm. when um she went away, off. he literally just got, like, addicted to working out and just worked out all the time and lost weight. And it's because Cause of, of uh, what's her face? Ne- yeah. Whatever. Nicole. Bad, Nicole. I heard a theory too that it's a total speculation, but you know, Nico sounds an awful lot like Nicole. That's true. So oh. maybe he brought that idea up. I mean, she also, Shanann also oh, had like a friend named Nicole. So maybe she was like, oh, that's a cute name, whatever. And he was like, yeah, Nico. <laughs> mm. Makes me want to vom. It's so freaking sad. 
Yes, it it's is. just like so. And like I said, full circle at the beginning. It's upsetting. It's disturbing. It's sad. It's just like it's it literally so like I literally feel nauseous right now. Like I just feel so heartbroken for that family. I just can't imagine like what can go wrong in your brain to just immediately be like, you know what? I'm gonna kill my whole family. Did he have brain damage as a child? I wonder. I don't or know. have a traumatic I didn't, brain injury. I didn't injury. do that much research about him because fuck. Oh, him. that's just that's just my question to the general universe because what scientists have found and psychologists have found. Not, I mean, I don't know how recently it is. I need to do better research on everything, but um, they find that a lot of the time, most serial killers or murderers of any kind will have some sort of traumatic brain injury as a child or. a adolescent Mm -hmm. and it really affects how they grow up um so i don't know i mean all the big hitters that i've ever heard they've gotten hurt (laughs) really bad well there was um not that this man didn't do anything um you know close Mm -hmm. to these lines um but it was a man named phineas gage and Mm -hmm. um they've done studies on him and his brain because he had an accident where he had a pole go through the front of his head oh god and out the back he survived oh my god is it wait 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 wait. i think i know what you're talking about and what they got about it a lot or something or they got the picture of it and it was just like in there oh yeah they they show you the x-ray of the uh the profile view in most uh psychology textbooks and they always tell you you know, this is usually in the section of where they're talking about the different lobes of your brain and what is responsible for what and, you yeah. know, the hippocampus and uh, the frontal lobe. And the frontal lobe is most, is, you know, most important in your personality traits. Mm-hmm. And they said when he, you know, when he was healthy and before his accident and everything, he was like the nicest guy, would like yeah. buy people lunch at that. work and all this stuff. And, um, after his accident, after surviving, he was the biggest dick out yeah, there. Yeah, I remember hearing about this, yeah. They were saying because of his accident, it actually affected his frontal lobe so badly that... That's what it is. That it just his personality completely, completely changed. That's yeah, so that's, That wild. reminded me of that. The human brain crazy. is literally, like, the most amazing thing out it there. Is. Like, it how really does is. your brain control your whole body hey who wants who wants to have an existential crisis with me your brain is you that's you you're just piloting a meat slab that's it your brain is all of what you are who you are as a person I'm uncomfortable. You think, and you just pilot <laughs> a meat slab around oh yeah. my god i'm uncomfortable as your dead body from your last life is buried somewhere i want to find them <laughs> uh, let me uh let me ask you this guys anyone have a uh, 129 dollars i could borrow no oh i'm poor well that's the price of the of the world most mac and cheese uh, world most expensive mac and cheese bundle that you can buy online oh that is sold by something called goldbelly.com which oh. sells oh. products sells products from what you'd call Wolfgang Puck catering. 
Huh. So they sell their oh. products and their foods. It's expensive because their chef is known to be a celebrity. Wolfgang oh. Puck. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's huge. Um, oh my God, that's how you show love impossible. to yourself. I'm calling yeah. Andrew right now. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Well, All right, well, I well, guess that's a wrap. That's it. Thank I you guess. for listening. I know this is disturbing. We're chaotic as shit, and that was uh, depressing, but you know, we'll see you next time. But uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. We at uh, Instagram. Murder Mystery Mac Inchies on Instagram. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Literally just murder, Shut up. Mur- murder Mystery <laughs> Mac and Cheese on Instagram. <laughs> We're trash. Bye.